yeah, Pastor Moore's coming. Everybody say, jump on him, Jesus. Good to have you in the house of the Lord tonight. Lord bless you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, church. Isn't it great to be here this Sunday night to worship none other but Jesus Christ? It's good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord tonight. Praise God, praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Let me just take a minute. I'm just going to feel after the direction that the Lord would have us to kind of go into. Got a little thought, but um, I know it's been a busy week. More so than normal for a lot of us. And uh, we spent a lot of time in church this week. And I really hate that more of you didn't load up with us and go Thursday and Friday night. And I understood, I understood, especially Thursday night, man, school and all that. But you, you would have been, uh, you'd have had an opportunity to hear some of the more the the, uh, the powerful preaching and uh, things that uh, where we at, things we're living and things happening, and it would it would really been encouraging to you. We're going to encourage you more in those directions of uh, taking out time, loading up, and going. Hey, and I know it's tough. I know. Getting in bed at 12 and 12.30 and trying to get back up at 5 and going to work and, you know, and doing things like that. I understand that. And, uh, uh, but but it, it's worth it. And um, you, you start, you know, hearing things and getting involved. And uh, the young Tyler uh, Strain, the one that came. How many of you remember Tyler Strain? Man, I've, I just love that guy. He's just got a good spirit about him. And he was leading one of the services. And... Uh, he made mention. He said, you know, this don't take the place of Wednesday night services. This don't take the place of your home services, nothing like that, he said. But uh, when you have a gathering like this, you try to, you know, just uplifting, try to encourage and come together. And uh, just how he put it was so, so powerful. And uh, I'm just going to talk to you a minute. Amen. And, um, you know, as the service went on, different things unfolded. Um, and just kind of let you know, I really believe God's really working on us, trying to give us a revival. There's a couple of things uh, I feel God would like for us to do. One thing I really feel that God would like for us to put us up a PowerPoint. And one of the reasons, and the only reason really, amen, is so we can put up the words of the song. Because, you know, if you really believe you're going to start winning, folks, uh, they're not going to know that you are the old songs. Now, I, I'm going to say this again. There's a few Sundays ago, a few weeks ago, might have been a couple of months now, time gets away from us. We sung a couple of old songs and we needed it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying that slandering either. I mean, I'm just being honest. Um, I mean, man, and I'll be honest with you, I thought if we had a PowerPoint right now, we would get them songs on that wall and we would sing these songs. And uh, so that was one thing. Brother Sister Ford, it's good to see you tonight. God bless you. Enjoyed ourselves yesterday. What a beautiful turnout, celebrating 90th birthday, or will be, just a few days. We believe you're going to make it. We're looking at 100. You know, I'd love to know somebody makes 100. I told Sister Wilson that all the time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. The Lord tarries. Now, if the Lord don't tarry, we ain't interested in that. You know, I thought about that. It was, we was getting ready for this, and, you know, the Bible don't say nothing about birthdays in heaven. <laughs> I mean, eternity, why are you going to keep up with birthdays? That's right. That's right. You, you keep up with none of that, you know, thank God. So we're going to place, you don't have to worry about all that, you know. And so we're so blessed, we really are. And then, Brad, let me ask you something. What made you mention the drum last night? Anyway, I done made up my mind when I... Pulled that drum out there. I said, you know what? I'm fixing to help our church out. Help me out. I'm fixing to get me an instrument. I'm going to get me one of these big drums. And I hadn't mentioned it to nobody. I was going to get my wife this weekend today and get her to start looking tomorrow whenever to get me one of these drums. It stands up and you mount on the side. Guess who mentions it last night? <laughs> I don't know if he's kidding or what, but when he first mentioned it, I thought, Surprise everybody. I was going to get her to get it. I was just going to have it put it up here. And we'll pull that thing out. 
Some of you may be doing this sometimes, but, uh, but you know what? I kept hearing about, you know, the folks beating the drums for the devil. I've got my mind made up. I'm going to beat a drum for God. I'm going to beat a drum for God. I'm going to join in. Hallelujah. I'm going to get involved somehow, some way. In any way impossible, I can look at a means and a ways to worship God and get, get beside myself about Jesus and say, I'm going to do it. Amen. I may be accused every once in a while driving up down this road. Hey, I believe he's on something. You're absolutely right. It has the same response and effect on you. Amen. Because this is what you're looking for. But it's called the Holy Ghost. It's called an encounter with Jesus Christ. It's called joy unspeakable, full of glory. It's called the peacemaker. It's called the supplier. He's what you're looking for. He's the only thing that fill up that void is to drive out that darkness and keep you in the straight and narrow pathway. He's the savior of the world. I tell you, he's all in all. He's more than enough. It's time, amen, the world will wake up and realize it. We got it. We got it. We got it. We got it. We're not ashamed of it. And I'm not coming to church tonight like I'm dead enough. that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I bind that spirit up. That spirit of rage, let's say, man, it's got to hold the Pentecostal church. We didn't come to be entertained. We came to entertain the spirit of God. Let the spirit of God, amen, move among us. Because when you hear the spirit of God moving among you, the miraculous will happen. I promise the miraculous. And you can be seated. Had a long week, so I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I really didn't, but anyway. So, we, we're going to pursue some things. And uh, I don't know how much it costs to do that. I don't know what it's going to take to run it. But God's going to take care of some of that. Praise God. And the real key is, uh, I'm going to go back to it. There's be some people coming here that won't have a clue what the song's saying. Let's be honest. How many of us that don't come and practice and they, they start new songs? Sister Moore says sometimes, she said, I don't think it went over too good. I said, well, to start with, a new song. And most of them's like me. They're trying to figure out what all is being said. And after you learn it, you learn the lyrics, hey, man, you can really join in. Because then you really begin to understand what's being said. Huh. It's not that we got bad singers. That ain't got nothing to do with it. My hearing's not the best with that. I'll just be honest with you. Praise God. And so, but after you start hearing it enough and, and you start learning it, you can respond to it. Amen. Because it's hard to respond to it, amen, when you're not really knowing what it's saying. Praise God. But once you, it gets in your heart and your mind and your spirit, then you can respond to it. So if the words are here where they can see them and join in with you, and whenever they can't quite grasp what's being said, they can look on the wall. And all of a sudden, they sang a song Friday night, I guess it was. Maybe both nights, but Friday night. Some of them, I've, I've never heard them. Maybe they might have been sung a million times. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the guy that keeps up with all that. I'm sorry. Amen. I'm not that good at all that. But anyway, uh, being able to, to read what was being said and joining in. Amen. It's going to mean something. So the point I'm trying to make, I guess, is I really feel God's moving and trying to give us revival. And there needs to be some preparations made. And so I was prompt with both of those with this same idea and the Holy Ghost just kind of ringing out in my spirit. If you believe they're coming, you better make preparation. If you believe they're coming, you better make preparation. If you believe they're coming... Don't get used to sitting where you're sitting. If you believe they're coming, don't get used to the atmosphere you're in. If you believe they're coming, it's going to change it. Just like little babies change his homes. Amen. Some you're going to like and some you're going to dislike. 
But the real deal is going to be, have I got enough of the Holy Ghost? Have I got enough of love of Jesus Christ and a love for them? That when they come in and some of them acting is off the wall and is weird, as some of them subject to act. Hallelujah. We're going to be able to work with them. We're going to be able to deal with them. We're going to be like the God that we believe in tonight to help us on this journey. Amen. I thank God for the parable that Jesus taught us called the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan. I want to just talk about it a little bit here. I'm not going to preach. I'm going to talk to you. Bishop Odom made a statement about that parable. And he simply just said this. He said Jesus Christ was the Good Samaritan. He named a few more of those parables and, and said Jesus Christ was this and Jesus Christ was that in those parables. Man, it was just like it hit me. And um, so if you go back in Luke 10th chapter, starting at the 25th verse, this is where Jesus, where a young lawyer, lawyer comes up and questions Jesus. Actually, the Bible says, tempts him. He's trying Jesus. And understand something. Being a lawyer, he knew, he knew the law. I mean, he knew Moses' law, the pinnacle, the five books. To be a lawyer and a Jewish lawyer, in that day, they knew it inside out. To be a lawyer. They knew it. And so whenever he was asking the question about what it took to be saved, to attain eternal life, and, and uh, Jesus responds unto him and lets him know, man, that, you know, that the, the law... And, 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 and he responds back. He said, to love the Lord thy God with all the heart, soul, mind, and strength, and thy neighbor as thyself, is how he answered him. And so, as the parable begins to unfold, we begin to learn where, how Jesus responds unto this guy. Amen. Because it's about in, in, inheriting eternal life. It's about going to heaven. That's our destination. We just sung the song, you know, the, the day, the last battle, the last valley we're going through. And we get excited about that, right? We're looking forward to it. In a way. I have noticed something different between us and some of the other denominations. A lot of them jump up real quick, man. They all ready to go, man. They this and they that and they and all the other. Uh, but at the same time, not realizing uh, that, you know, because I'm going to tell you something. Something that always holds me back with that is how many's not prepared to go. And that always bothers me. When we begin to talk about it, I wish he'd come back right now. No matter if I never got to, if I didn't get to eat the next meal because the Lord come. And I've heard these kind of statements. And, and uh, but even as we were singing that song, I said, Lord, you know, I've never been one of the type of guys that just really loves to get in a physical fight and enjoys that. You know, I've, I've heard of guys, you know, they, they love to fight. I mean, physically. They love to get into it. They'll start it. I mean, they'll, you know, if nobody won't do it, they'll, they'll start it. They'll pick one. And because they love doing it. But I have asked the Lord to help me that, uh, you know what, God, but I want to start enjoying the spiritual battle. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to find it. Uh, I hate to use the word ex exciting, but yet, amen, but to get in the, f the frame of mind and heart and spirit that, Lord, I'm willing to take on the battle, the struggle, the challenge. I, I know we've been geared and fashioned and formed in America for the life of ease. Don't tell me we haven't. We have. That's what saving for retirement, saving to doing this and doing that and laying up and all this stuff so you have a life of ease. Huh. And it's bled over into the church. If we're not careful, we'll come to the house of God with that same spirit and that same attitude. To, amen. To, to make me feel good. And, and that's good. I want it. I do too. Don't take me wrong here. But sometimes the work and the labor that's involved in, to end that. Amen. To, for that to transpire. For that to take place. It takes a lot of work. It takes some work in the prayer room. It takes some work on a daily basis. In your Bible. and your reading and discipline. Amen. To keep that momentum. To keep that, that same drive. Amen. Because I don't want these series of services. Of five weeks of revival. And whatever else we're going to go into. Amen. That in just in a couple of weeks or, or a month. Amen. We find ourselves sliding right back into those ditches. Right back. How many of you remember what Brother Parker used to call 
a ditch. He called the grave of both ends kicked out. That's what a ditch is. <laughs> it's just a grave. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, you know, Brother Ford, you know, he's, he's, he's done already walked in all this. And we didn't talk. We didn't take notes. We didn't do any of this. And um, uh, I don't want that to happen. I, and I'm talking personally here. I'm talking to me. Okay. I'm not, I'm not even referring that to any of y'all. I'm just talking. God, I don't want to go back into that. I don't want to that, that to. No, I, I want to. I'm going to. I'm going to get on fire. I'm talking about in a different form and in a different way. Amen. That would make the difference. You know why? Because I believe time is running out. I believe time is running out. I believe the, the coming of the Lord is, 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 is a lot closer than what, what a lot of people realize. But not only that, I believe the sifting that's taking place. Amen. And I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be sifted out. How about you? I don't want to, to get in a, a frame of mind or spirit, hallelujah, that I wind up uh, uh, shipwrecked. Uh, I've taught our children, I say one of the most important things about driving is not become distracted. You know, driving down that road, and, and I'm bad about it. I have to admit, I'm bad. I don't want to look at this, I don't want to look at that. And, you know, and that's, that's a bad deal. Praise God, because you don't want to drive. <laughs> Why are you shaking your head so back there? <laughs> because you have a tendency, you want to go in the direction you're looking. And um, so we can't be distracted by a lot of activities and different things that may be going on around us. But I'll tell you what we can do. We can connect. We can connect. Uh, I'm going to tell you again tonight. Brother Rouse told me himself. He said this has been one of the best revivals we have been in. And we've been a part of. He said, this has helped us as much as it has helped y'all. So God's working. God's timing. God's pulling this thing together. God knows what he's doing. Amen. And, and that's our heartbeat. That's our passion. We want to do what God wants us to do. So as you watch this parable in this Luke, this chapter, you're going to watch, amen, as... as so Jesus is going to answer his question. He says there is a certain man. He's going to make a trip from Jerusalem to Jericho. If you do a study on that particular land, even to this day, it's a very uh, narrow. It's, it's got cliffs. It's kind of like 26 right now. <laughs> Amen. In a certain area. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, y'all need to be careful on 26. When you get off, come off of that Pascagoula Bridge and you go through here where they're working on this road. And this is not a slap against them. But until they get it fixed, you better stay on the road. That little old part about that high off, and when you drop off of it, buddy, I'm telling you right now, you, you, it would be God for you to get that vehicle back on the road. It's going to be God if it don't flip and do that quick. So you better pay attention. All of you striving on it, I'm telling you, you better pay attention. Don't believe I don't believe in that? Ask the drivers one of those Thursday and Friday night. I brought it to their attention. Make sure from here to there we're going to pay attention. We're not going to be, because why? There's some cliffs to go off of. And so same way for living for God. Amen. He's with us and he'll, he'll keep us. But it's up to us to stay focused and connected and, and plugged in. That We're not going to let things creep back in. We got our minds made up. We got some momentum going. We got some things happening. But if you think that the devil's going to sit on the sideline and just let it happen, it's not going to happen. He's going to look for opportunities and means and ways, amen, to overcome us and overpower us. But as you watch this, this, and it's amazing, you watch this. He goes on, he talks about a certain man's on this trip and he's going from Jerusalem to Jericho and this is a very wicked, it's a place of, of thieves, it's a place it's actually a habitat for them. It's a place ideal. And and, and, and there, if you do a little study on this, you'll see even from Josephus talks about the ruler of that time had released about 40,000 soldiers, a man from working on the temple. And so they had been released with no work and things. And so this place is just inhabited with thieves. And so it was a very dangerous thing. In fact, most of them would not make this traveling without some form of military assistance. But yet what's amazing when you continue to do a little study on this in 
Jericho, there was an estimated some 1,200 priests and Levites. And so they had to take care of business in Jerusalem. So it was a very common thing for priests and Levites to travel this road on a regular basis. And so he brings it to this lawyer's attention that a certain man on his way there was overtaken by thieves and he was stripped, you know, torn to be into nakedness. And, and the Bible said he left him half dead. If you'll do a study on this and just watch it out, what's being said there, he takes us all the way back to the garden. He takes us right back to where Adam left us. Amen. We're half dead. Amen. He did not die physically that day, but he died spiritually. And so when you and I come on the scene and on this road of life, and it's a very dangerous road, and that road has become more dangerous tonight than it's ever been with a, with a generation of information, with the ability with the touch of one button and what you can be exposed to and how you can expose yourself and things that you can encounter and spirits and voices and doctrines and ideas and opinions. And I'm telling you, if it's ever been a generation that just needs to go back to the Bible, what the Bible says, regardless of what this one says and what that one says, and this one's idea and that one's idea. And even, I'm going to go that's this far, even among Pentecost, hallelujah, you got to get back to the Bible, what the Bible says about coming out and separation and living godly and wholesome and living living a life that's pleasing to God. I'm going to tell you something. When you get baptized with the Holy Ghost, your love changes. Your passion changes. And I'm telling you, that's one concern I've always had. Even this local assembly, the lack of passion to live for God. Amen. To live godly and holy. Amen. To set weights aside. Not sin. Weights. Weights that'll weigh me down. Weights, amen, that'll distract me. Weights that'll I can't come get my best because I've been and so busy running from Dan to Bathsheba that when I finally make it to the house of God, I have very little energy left and very little awareness left. Amen. So I just get watched that. No, no, no. I'm going to cast some weights aside. Hallelujah. Because I'm getting at the end of the race. I'm going to tell you something. Marathon runners don't come out there with heavy coats on. They don't come out there weighed down with this and weighed down with that. No, they get themselves in a condition. And I'm telling you, I believe spiritually. God's getting this local assembly conditioned, spiritually speaking, with one another. We having more compassion toward one another and you watch this parable hallelujah it's all about having mercy it's all about having compassion it's all about being concerned about my brother or my sister or whoever it may be that's fell in the ditch and hallelujah it may be a lost undone person but you know it's my responsibility when God gives me an opportunity to do something for them so you watch this the priest comes by the priest Best I understand, it walks on the other side of the road. He saw him. He saw him in the ditch. But he didn't even have enough concern to go check him out. Do we still have the Good Samaritan law? Aren't you, by law, if you come up on a wreck, you're supposed to stop? If there's nobody there, no assistance. If you get caught, they write your ticket, you know. Y'all go by me and don't come. You're going to get a ticket. <laughs> nah. But I, I do believe the Good Samaritan law that it's, you know. And I ain't talking about, you know, if they got folks there and they tend to it and everything, they don't need everybody stopping. But if there's nobody there and, and nobody's called, then this good, good Samaritan law just kicks in to stop, at least make a call to some assistance, some mercy crews get there. And then... So, this is where this Good Samaritan law comes from. The Levite now, Levite done a little better. <laughs> a little better. Now, remember, the, the priests, the Levites, is the ones that takes care of the house of God, the service of God. They're the ones that offer up the sacrifices to God. The Levites were responsible. Now, the priests done the offering up and all that, but the Levites were responsible for transporting, cleaning up, making all the provisions or preparations, making sure it's available to the priest. There was assistance to the priest. So both of these worked hand in hand together in the actual workings of the temple of God. Hmm. So if anybody was ought to have taken time and you go back to the Old Testament. Now watch this. This is all you knew this. I take you back to Deuteronomy and to Leviticus. And in the Old Testament, they was taught to love strangers. Now, the stranger had to come under submission and obedience unto the commandments and how the doctrines that they were taught. 
But once they'd done that, they was, they was to be loved and cared for just like their own flesh and blood brothers and sisters. Even in the Old Testament. It's there. I promise you. It's there. <laughs> Amen. And so he knew this. The lawyer knew this. And now here comes a Samaritan. And it's odd that Jesus used this parable and called him a Samaritan. Because the Jews hated the Samaritans with a passion. I mean, they would literally go out of the way not to speak to them. Now, none of us has ever done that, I'm sure. He wasn't a Samaritan. <laughs> Praise God. No, I'm just going on. I understand. Now, hey, look, I understand this part. You know, if you have, you've got a busy schedule and sometimes, you know, some people, they don't have nothing to do. So they'll talk for two hours because they don't have nothing to do. And you got a list this long and you had two minutes. <laughs> okay. Let's just be honest. Hey, the best thing to do, don't ignore them. Don't go by them. Just tell them. Salute them. You know, sometimes, hey, watch this. Watch this. This is in the Bible. Sometimes the man of God sent the guy on a, on a mission. He said, don't salute nobody. Don't you stop talk to this. Don't talk to that. They don't like it. They can get over it. You're on a mission. You're on God's business. All you got to do, I'm God's business. I'm on God's business. Just keep on walking. I mean, I'm doing God's business. I'm about my father's business. I don't have time amen, to talk about this and talk about that. I'm, I'm God's business. He's got me on a mission. Hallelujah. Or you can say, I'm on a wife's commission. I'm on a wife's mission. It'll work. I promise you it'll work. It'll work. Hallelujah. It'll work. Praise God. I mean, <laughs> can't waste an hour. You can't waste the time. Hey, I don't like wasting time. I'll be honest with you. I'm not one. I don't, I don't you know. I always, there's something that can be done. In fact, my wife gets on to me about it. She, sometimes she said, why don't you just, well, you know, it's just hard sometimes to do that. It's just, you know, I don't enjoy deer hunting sometimes because I feel like I got so many other things to do. I'm just being honest with you. <laughs> and uh, I'll be honest again. If it wasn't for my good friend, Mr. Keith Berry, there's a lot of times I wouldn't go. I'd go to be faithful to him. I'll just tell you like it is. You know why? Because I don't waste time. I want to do what God wants us to do. And I want to be humble and meek. And, and uh, anyway, boy, I'm getting off on some things. Praise God. But Brother Brad, I don't know where you got that. I don't even know why you said that last night. But we're going to get that drum. With the help of God. I hope we got some out there somewhere. Uh, you know them drums about this big around? That stands up vertically. I'm going to get me one of them. Now that I told me I'll use it like a trampoline. I'm going to do this. Now. No, I'm not. Uh, if I'm buying it, I won't do it. I promise you. <laughs> but I'm going to worship God. I'll tell you something. The other night, I almost got up and beat these. But they wouldn't sound as good. Brother Rouse kept talking about the drums and the, the, the devil and those beating their drums. And you can go, it's his Old Testament, but yet, amen, when they worshiped their gods, they would beat the drums so loud to, to drown out the cries of the baby that they was offering as a sacrifice. I'm telling you, all of this hadn't just been, but in the last few services, it's hit me, it's hit me. And even then, I said, I wish I had me one of them big drums right here right now. I'd beat the fire out of it. In the Holy Ghost, I'd beat the fire out of it. Amen. I didn't come to have dead church. I'm not about to let the world out party me. I'm not about to let the world, amen, create more noise than what we're going to create. I'm not about to, amen, let them out dance us, out worship us, out sacrifice us. I said out sacrifice us. They give their health. They give their families. They give everything up to worship their God. I'm telling you if we'll do it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you you'll be surely shocked who'll come in them doors. And it won't take them six months to get the Holy Ghost. It won't take them six years to get the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost will be waiting on them. And they'll be wounded. <laughs> but a lot of that is weighing on us. And how we, we worship and how we, we come in this house believing that God's in this house. And something awesome is going to happen. And man, we're going to tell them. Now watch this one. How many of you are willing to hand out cards? If we buy some. 
I'll be honest with you, when he said that, one day I handed out what they hand out, we'll have everybody in Bendale. So everything can't, it's not going to work just the same. I'm going to try to tell you this a little bit. You know, the bus ministry, things of that nature, and places, you know, uh, it won't all just, it won't be. I'm going to tell you the most, I believe here's the most two powerful tools that we can use in this community. Your personal witness on a regular basis. Nothing tops that one. All the card handing out or whatever. You know what the second one is? Bible studies. Personal Bible studies. Buying you one of them charts and learning that thing and going out in the homes and teaching Bible studies. I'm glad y'all so excited about doing it. How many of you are willing to do that? How many of you are a little fearful to do that? Don't be. Learn the thing. Hey, I've been there. <laughs> That's one reason we're going to... I encourage education a lot more than what I used to. Because you need it. It helps. I don't want it to become your God. And I don't want you to get it to make money. We need money. Don't take that wrong. We need businesses. And I think we need to be careful with some of that. Because if, if we're not careful with some of that, we'll pursue those things. And the love of money is the root of all evil. Come on. Come on. We're not exempt from that. But it's going to take money. Amen. To build and to accomplish the things that we'd like to. And, uh, but... But with education, memorization, talents, and ability. You know what I believe the real key to all of that is? God, I want this for your kingdom. I don't know how far, but I've heard this story many a times. And, and, but I believe it's what J.C. Penney's, right? Was that the guy? Wasn't that the guy that started out maybe giving 10% or something? Then he went to 20. Then he went to 30. And went, I think he finally went to 90. I think he wound up living off of 10% and giving 90 to God. I went over real good too, didn't it? <laughs> <Still> the truth. <laughs> well, I'm playing with our gods tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, but, uh, you know, he, he's, he's, he's a blesser. He's a way maker. And, and actually what happened, you know, and again, you, you look at it. I don't know how many millions of dollars he was making. I don't even know how long ago this was. But there's a good chance he, his 10%, he was still making four, five, six, seven, eight million dollars a year. You know. Uh, but, you know, anyway. You might start a business like that. If you get right in it, God may, you know, who knows. Just don't limit God. I, I do believe this, though. That this place ought to be the highlight of this community. I really believe that. I'm praying for the, the three people that I was told has their names on the deeds of this land. I'm praying for them. God, move on them. Touch them. Amen. That God would arrange it, work it out. And I, I'm not asking to give it to us. We'll pay, we'll pay top dollar. Maybe pay a little extra. They, they're willing to give it. I believe we can write the check. I, I believe that now. Tonight. Tonight. Praise God. And then work from there. What do you, why do you keep on all this? Because I'm telling you. You see them little fellas we pray for tonight? It is called third grade gate test. Third grade gate test. That means if they don't pass that test, they don't go out of the third grade. Puts a lot of pressure on them, puts a lot of pressure on the teachers, puts a lot of pressure on everybody. <laughs> so, I just believe that if we could get them on our land, in God's building, God's atmosphere... And they can't do it. But at here, we'll take them third grade 
gate test and bring them out and anoint them with oil. Pray over them in Jesus' name. We know where our help comes from. They're the ones that's getting messed up. They're the ones that's letting politic and the federal government. We don't have to have the federal government. I got one that's bigger than the federal. I got one that can shut the federal government down. I'm serving one that can shut the White House down. I'm telling you, man, if you don't believe that God can't do that, then you don't believe God can drive the devil out of your life. Tell you, he can shut the prince of the air down because he's a prince of peace. He's a king of kings and the Lord of law. He's the author and finisher of our lives. Yeah. I told Ann and Marley, I was playing with them out there after Sunday school. I told them, I said, I told Ann, I said, hey, well, you need to get the Holy Ghost. We're talk. Anyway, we was talking. Marley still over. I said, Marley, you'll get the Holy Ghost. I said, look, y'all be the two youngest candidates of the Holy Ghost in the church. I know some of y'all with whatever y'all want to think. Why we talk to them kids like that? Rah, rah. They need the Holy Ghost. And the sooner they get it, the better off they're going to be. I'd rather have grandbabies that don't know not don't know one thing about a casino, don't know one thing about smoking a cigarette, don't won't know one thing about alcohol, but don't know anything about a ball game. But hey man, start talking about Jesus. And all of a sudden, man, whoo, yeah, talking about Jesus now. Talk about Holy Ghost. I didn't say I didn't want them to know nothing about dancing, but I want them dancing in the house of God, not at some ballroom, not at some strip club. I want them loving and worshiping God. Hallelujah, the calls on with a sound mind. I'm telling you, that administration we got now, they're messed up, buddy. They're messed up. And these are the ones they're after. They're trying their best to make them take the shots. They're trying their best, amen, to give them the opportunity to change their gender. With or without your permission? Huh. Well, tell me. That's nothing but the power of the enemy. They don't even have a clue how they're being used. They're blinded by the God of this world. They don't have a clue. They call themselves educated. They call themselves biologists. And all this other. And look. When a woman says, I'm going to leave it up to a biologist. I'm going to tell you, I'm not leaving up to no biologist. Tell me my granddaughter's a girl. You can ask them. I wouldn't even let her let her play boy. That's right. Not this day and time. I wouldn't let her even let her act like she was a boy. No, we got a little girl. And I'm not going to let my little boys act like the little girls. We're not going to put dresses on them. We're not going to do any of that. We're not going to make any gateway. Amen for them. What we're going to do is make men out of them. Real men. Men that learns how to pray. Men that learns how to worship God. Men that's faithful to the house of God. They'd rather go to the house of God than a deer camp. They'd rather go to the house of God than a fishing camp. They are. Wait a minute now. Don't mess with them gods. No, I'm going to mess with them. Because if we're not careful, they're going to eat the Pentecostal people up. This good Samaritan, the most unlikable candidate, hallelujah, is coming along. When he seen him in the ditch, the Bible says he made his way to him. And he began immediately to do what he could to minister unto him. Using what resources he had. What I'm trying to tell us tonight. Some of you have the ability to really to quote the Bible and really put it out there. And some of us may not. But you know what? Don't let none of that bother you. You get to pray and talk to God and say, God, if you'll, if you'll direct me, I'm going to do what you want me to do. I want to find my place somewhere in this kingdom, in this local assembly, or in the kingdom of God, ever how it may be. Amen. But I'm going to find something to do in the kingdom of God. I'm going to help somebody. Amen. You know why we won a lot of the wars in the West? I'll tell you why. Amen. It's because there were some wives and daughters. 
Amen. They, they, most of them learned how to shoot. But when it come more time, they really knew how to load. And they wasn't afraid, amen, to get in that battle with them and load them rifles and load them up and hand them, amen, and hand the empty and hey, load it back up. I'll never forget what Mr. McClendon talked about in the World War. Amen. When he's in that old ship, he said, the only thing I could think about when I was loading them, those missiles or bombs or whatever it was, and those, those cannons, amen, he said, I was in there, I mean, what, 12 hours or something like that one day. I told him it was a long time. But you know what? He said, all I could think of, we're going to win. We're going to win, man. He was shoving them in there as fast as he could. Come on, spirit speaking that's the reason you can't come just dragging in well no 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 I'm going to come and do my part I'm going to be loaded for bear I'm going to be loaded amen and ready to have some church I'm going to be loaded and ready ready amen have a move of God there's a spirit that's got a hold of our nation We got a lot of good healthy people that's sitting at the house and a check's being sent to them in the mailbox. And they're draining the system. And if everybody'd be honest and straight about it, we could double the checks for those that deserve it and ought to be getting it. We could double their checks. Thieves, robbers. That's the same way spiritually. Same way spiritually. Hallelujah. We don't need a television type of church. We don't need an entertainment type of church. We need a Holy Ghost. Devil chasing. God fearing. And the real beauty of holiness. Ladies, I'm going to tell you again tonight. You're still the most beautiful people on the face of the earth. You don't need no makeup. Somebody hits you up about that, tell them go home and paint their dog. Tell them go home and paint their pigs. Go home and paint your horse. Huh? Go home and paint your husband. Paint your boys in. If you think we look so bad, why don't y'all paint up? And they're doing it. We get so out of whack and so out of connection. Hallelujah, that the men start to paint up. I'm going to tell you what. God made us beautiful. We don't have to get painted up. We don't need none of that. The beauty of the Holy Ghost upon our illuminates us. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It'll make a, it'll make a difference in all the places you go. There's nothing more beautiful. Man, than the natural beauty of a lady that walks like a lady, talks like a lady, acts like a lady. And she's not mad to be who she is. She don't slip around about it. She don't. Nah. Sometimes you, just, you can't let all that junk bother you. As Jesus said, they know not what they do. And they don't. They don't have a clue. They haven't been here taught to lack of knowledge. Praise God. But this good Samaritan, you can be seated. This good Samaritan, man, took what all he had. He poured it in. Jesus is that good Samaritan for every one of us. He's really the only one. You, you go to Proverbs 31 and you read about that virtuous woman. Come on, if you really read that, there's no way any one human could do all that that proverb says. You're awesome. And you, you double, you know, y'all do, you know, y'all do three or four tasks a time. I've heard you brag on it. <laughs> Praise God. But you can't stay up day and night. If you read that. You know what? I think that, that really represents the church. The church. Because you, you take all of us in. Day and night, man, we can be reaching out and doing the work. It's the church of the living God that has compassion. It's willing to take out the time. Now you watch him. Mends him, gets him in the best condition he can. Puts him on his beast and carries him to the end. Hmm. This Bible here talks about the end. He said he, they, they referred to the end as the church. The innkeeper as the pastor. 
brought him to the end. What brings, what really brings, what draws, what's the Bible taught, what is the Bible taught, what really draws us? Unless it draws us, we can't come. Let me put it that way. That'll help you. It's the Spirit of God that draws us. But you got to have a place. And I hit on this a few weeks ago. Got to have a place to draw. Got to have a place that's settled and anchored and persuaded. It's not wishy-washy. Not up and down. But it's just steady. Just holding on with the love of God in our hearts. The joy of the Lord in our lives. The peace of God. Loving one another. Caring for one another. Doing our best to reach out and encourage one another. Hey, all of us can get in the ditch. None of us is exempt. Preachers are not exempt. They may stay in the ditch more often than you do. You just don't know it a lot of times. <laughs> That's the truth. Thank God for the good Samaritan called Jesus Christ. Sister Moore, if y'all would come. They're going to get ready. I didn't expect her to stay up here this long tonight. I really didn't. But um, watch him. And when he gets him to the end, and he takes care of, gets him a certain amount of money. And then he tells the innkeeper, he says, I got to go. Got to go on my journey. He said, but anything above and beyond this, don't charge it to him. Just put it on me, my account. And when I come back through, I'll pay it off. I'm going to tell you something. God, through Jesus Christ, has paid. He's paid the bill in full. <laughs> he has. He's paid the price. Well, the Ford hit on all this. If you listen to him, <laughs> he hit on all this. So as we stand in this house tonight, if, if you're not too tired, if you're too tired, I understand. Uh, it's been a busy week. I'm, uh, you know, but, but, but as we stand, not a, God knows, okay, so I, I'm not pressuring nobody. But... But I, I've asked him to sing this song tonight. And you can, you can stand back there if you like. If you want to just kind of gather up to the front here. And, and, and just, if you'd like to, it's just something. I'm going to tell you something about coming together. Something about uniting together. Joining together. Amen. Plugging in together. With God and the Holy Ghost. And the touch of the Lord in our lives. God, God doesn't want us. Now God can save to the uttermost. But God much rather for us to join up and come together. Oh, isn't it great to be able to do this? Man, I, I'm so thankful this pandemic stuff, as far as I know anyway. It may be going on somewhere and I don't know it, but that's okay too. But thank God that we could come and join up together and pray and bind up. I want you to listen to this song, what it has to tell us, to help us. We're on a journey, folks. Everybody in here, life's journey, life's journey. And I promise you, all of us has got troubles and storms and there's times we're going to fall in the ditch. There's times we're going to find ourselves. There's going to be times we're walking by and see somebody. It's going to, the opportunity is going to be ours. And the choice is going to be up to us if we're going to take out the time. To reach out and to do what we can to help them. That's what Jesus done. He saved all of us. He's helped us all. God bless you. They, they say.
what's wrong and make it right. Day stars shine down on me. Let your love shine through me in the night. Oh, leave me, Lord, I'll follow. What's wrong in me? Get right. Get right. Day stars shine down on me. Let your love shine through me in the night. Lord, I see a world that's dying. World that's dying. Wounded by the master of defeat. Oh, yeah. Groping in the darkness. Haunted by the years of past defeat. Hear it. Oh, but then I see you standing near me, Lord. Shining with compassion in your eyes. I pray, Jesus, shine down on me. Let your love shine through me in the night. Oh, yeah. Leave me, Lord, I'll follow. Anywhere you open up the Yes, Lord, let your work speak through me, Lord. Show me things I've never seen before. Lord, I want to be a witness. Because only you can take what's wrong and make. Make it right. Day stars shine down on me. Lord, let your love shine through me in the night. Oh, we pray. Leave me, Lord, I'll follow. Anywhere you open up the Lord, I'm gonna walk through that door, Lord. wrong and make it right, make it right, day stars shine down on me, let your love shine through me in the night, Lord I see a world that's dying, listen, listen, listen. Wounded by the master of deceit. A world. Oh, groping in the darkness. Haunted by those past years of defeat. Jesus. Oh, but then I see you standing near me, Lord. Shining with compassion in your eyes. Lord, I pray, lead me, Lord, I'll follow. Lord, anywhere you open that door, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lead me, Lord, I'll follow. Anywhere you open up the door. Lord, let it 
Lord, shine through me, Lord. Let your word speak to me. Show me things I've never seen before. Lord, I want to be a witness. Because only you can take what's wrong and make it right. Make it right. Day stars shine down on me. Let your love shine through me in the night. Leave me, Lord, I'll follow anywhere. You just open the door, Lord. I'm going to walk through it, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, just let it speak through me, Lord. Hallelujah. Let your love speak to me. Show me Lord, I want to be a witness Cause you have took what's wrong and made it right You made us right Day stars shine down on me Let your love shine through me in the night oh, Jesus shine down on me let your love shine through me in the night. Again. Again. Lead me. Lead me, Lord, I follow. Anywhere you open up the door. Ah. Say it, brother. Let your word speak to me. Listen. Show me things I've never seen. Woo. Before. Oh, don't you want to know him more than you ever have? Because, Lord, I want to, I be, want to be a witness. Because only you Enter have taken what's wrong and made it right. And I pray, day star, shine down on me. Let, you. Let your love shine through me. In the night And again we say Lord Leave me Lord I'll follow Anywhere you open up The door Anywhere I'm coming to let you Let your words speak to me Show me things I'll never see Shine down on me. Let your love shine through me in the night. One more time. Hey, leave me, Lord. I'll follow anywhere, anywhere you open up the door. Let your words speak to me. Let it speak to me. Show wrong and make it right, make it right, day stars shine down on me, let your love shine through me in the night, 
you want to be used of the Lord. Don't you want to be used of the Lord? My, my, my. Help us, Lord. Use us, God. Holy Ghost filled people is the most powerful witness on the face of the earth. Hallelujah. I'm telling you the demonic got any chance of all is because somebody is walking with the Holy Ghost. Somebody's letting the love of God flow through them. Somebody's taking out the time saying, I got something that I can give you. I got something. It may not be silver and gold, but it's better than silver and gold. I got something that can heal your body, can heal your mind, that can heal your life, can turn you around. We must be a witness. I want to be a witness. The day star. A testimony of his love. Of his goodness and his mercy and his compassion. It's been poured out upon us. Let's be a witness for him. Let's don't be choicy. Let's don't be picky. <laughs> the opportunity come, just, just take the time out. Minister. Let the Holy Ghost, let the word of God, let the goodness of God pour out of us. Sometimes it might be a challenge, but you know what? It'll pay off. It'll pay off. God bless you. Appreciate you tonight. Yes, ma'am. That's right. What you were saying, it works. We saw it work back in the 70s and 80s in Houston. There's no reason why this could church couldn't have already been to a thousand or more. God wanted to bring it many, many years ago and maybe some of I know a lot of it wasn't here in the but it came to me, and then the other minister said, God is going to send them from the north, the south, the east, and the west. God don't miss our But God does not miss. No, he doesn't. That's right. I know my sister on the phone said we're at 
the amen all of most in that point that we won't be able to be getting together as a family people because when you're scattered here and you're scattered there <clears throat> yeah we think we can figure it out but when God gets ready we won't have it figured out that's right that's right brother Williams preached the Williams preached Wednesday night, bankrupting hell. When he finished up and got to the end, he began to give some estimates of the money. And I can't quote all that, can't remember all that, but it's in the billions of the money. And all of these, um, you know, the prostitution, the, uh, the pornography, the gamings, the NFLs, all of this stuff, the money, the money, the money, the, the, the money they're making. And, um, and he, he, you know, he refers to all of that. This is the areas where, you know, you and I, we got to work. We got to get involved and to bankrupt hell, amen, to, to pull, to keep, because they, they're using all that. They can say what they want to, you know. Let, let me give you a little incident. But how many of you remember whenever the casino was on the Gulf Coast? What was the main pull for those casinos? Money, about money. And I was going to bless all the schools, and they're going to do this, and they're going to do that. But if you could really pull all of that back and look at what it's cost us. And spiritually speaking, it would set us back. Because some of the warfares and battles we got, that's where it's, that's the avenues. That's how it's coming. That's how it's flowing. And you'd be shocked. I've seen this my own eyes. They used to load up buses in Jackson. <laughs> With that color of hair, the gray-headed ones. <laughs> the gray-headed ones. The gray-headed ones. I'm not talking about one or two. I'm talking about lining up, buddy. Fill up the bus. Guess where they was going? Taking their, their little checks and whatever, losing everything they got at those casinos. The spirit of iniquity is on the prowl. And if, we're not, if you and I are not careful, it'll even blind us. And we'll sit back with a life of ease and comfort and just, well, I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to do it. Okay, I, I may get old and get feeble. But I'm going to take what feebleness I've got and I'm going to worship God. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> Praise God. I'm going to take what i got, what empty I've got, and I'm going to worship God. Y'all pray. Y'all pray. Let's pray for one another. Let's lift up one another. Pray for your pastor. I will do what God wants me to do today. Some things in my heart. I believe God wants us to do some things that uh, would help us. And so God will lead us, anoint us, and help us. Uh, there's a possibility Brother Rouse may be with us Wednesday night. Okay? So God bless you. Love and appreciate you. And if I'd have thought this through a little bit, I might would have had him tomorrow night before Brother Keith had to go out. But uh, anyway, I, I dropped it that. But anyway, we'll do better next time. Praise God. Love you. Appreciate you. Pray for one another. Love you tonight. I'm telling you, we love you. We appreciate you. Let's lift up one another. Let's work together, folks. Let's work together. Uh, there's enough of that other junk out you honored, but let's work together. Love you. Appreciate you. Birthdays. We've got to take care of birthdays. I'm sorry. Birthdays. Anniversaries. Praise God. There's a 90-year-old birthday. Oh, I'm sorry. It's next week. I'm sorry. Sorry, Brother Ford. I believe you're going to have it, though. Praise God. All right. No birthdays. No anniversaries. Love you. Appreciate you. Please keep praying. Don't lose what you gain. Don't let the devil take it from you. Hang on. God bless you.